The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. everybody to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Tuesday, July 25th edition. Hope everybody had a good Monday of action. Very interesting, interesting action. And we go to a Tuesday slate that is absolutely loaded with interesting pitching chances to let us load up on some bats. It's 14-game main slate. We have a day game in Chicago yet again. It's kind of annoying. Like, I understand the Friday rituals and some weekend games, but... Monday, Tuesday, uh, I just don't get it. I don't get it, but I'm guessing today makes a little more sense because they're likely to do the home-and-home the home two-game set back to good old uh, U.S. Cellular or whatever the hell they call it now for the White Sox. So uh, if you're playing that game, weather looks just fine. Going to the night slate, slight, slight chances of rain in the Bronx between the Reds and the Yankees, but shouldn't be much of a problem. Same with uh, Washington with the Brewers and the Nationals. About 20% chances or less, so not too bad in Philadelphia as well, between Houston and Philadelphia. So this looks, like, looks like a North Atlantic potential problem. Um, as you venture farther west, everything looks good. Temperatures aren't that bad. Gets warm in Texas. We're in the 90s again, yet again. Feels like close to 100 at first pitch. Wind blowing in hard from right field. The rest of summer, most days will be hitting environments in Texas. So there you go there. Colorado at St. Louis. Temperatures in the high 80s with some humidity. A decent hitting place there between the Rockies and the Cardinals. As we go down some more, um, not too much to worry about. The weather's pretty basic. Normal wind in San Francisco. Pretty good day overall, looks like. Just um, slight chances early in some games. Not too many windy situations. Looks like a good day for baseball. Let's take a look at your game totals. Reds at Yankees, 9.5. Brewers, Nationals, 10. Astros, Phillies, 9.5. A's, Blue Jays, 9.5. Angels, Indians, 9.5. So the first five games, 9.5 or more. Orioles, Rays, 9. Royals, uh, Tigers, 8.5. Marlins, Rangers, 10. Add another one of that 9.5 plus stack. Uh, Rockies, Cardinals, 8.5. Braves, Diamondbacks, 9.5. There's another. Mets, Padres, 8.5. Twins, Dodgers, 8.5. Red Sox, Mariners, 8.5. And then a pitching duel in San Francisco between the Pirates and the Gigantes. Total of seven. Seven. Two lowest totals on a slate between those two. Tyon Bumgarner. Let's get into the pitching. Some very interesting DK pricing up top. 
Um, 95 and above are some arms. I'm having some issues. I, I'd rather take the gambles down below. You got Jamison Tyon, 10,900. Really, really good pitcher. We've loved him. We've taken him a lot. We've taken him a lot when he's been in the eights. Last week he was 96. Got you 23.2. He's averaging 15.7. His high as last 10 games, 29, but it's, he's got four starts below 10. He's 10,900 facing that Giants team. Doesn't strike out a lot. We saw Garrett Cole couldn't only got like like four Ks in six innings. Tyon's really, really good, but for that price tag, he's going to have to go off. And for that alone, I know the Giants have the lowest total or second lowest total on the slate at uh, 365. Lefty's 313, righty's 306. I know the Giants' bats are horrific, and if you want to take the gamble with Tyon, I got no problem with it. But I'm going to take my money elsewhere. The guy I'm paying for up top is Sonny Gray, 10700 bucks at the Toronto Blue Jays. Now, hopefully he makes the start and he's not traded prior to then, so be careful of a potential late scratch um, since his name is everywhere right now. But you got a guy that one, two, three, four, five, five straight 20-plus point performances as low as a 20.5. Then he goes 20.9, 22, 2, 25.7, 28.8. He's been outstanding, outstanding of late. Little little rough patch on the road compared to at home, but he's facing a Blue Jays team that strikes out quite a bit. Striking out 20.6% of the time versus uh, right-handed hitting, so it's not a ton, but it's very, very good. We'll take 20-plus percentages all day long. You got Gray striking out 22.7%. Swinging strike rate's up to 12, and he has an outstanding ground ball rate of 55.3%. That ground ball rate is very big in a ballpark like Toronto and uh, against a team like the Blue Jays that we know likes to crush the baseball. Now, the part that worries me a bit, so this is why I'm leaning towards not paying up at all, uh, the Blue Jays have a 472 total, which is on the top half of the slate, like 11th or 12th overall. And, you know, lefties are only hitting 301, but righties hitting 340 off Sonny Gray this year. So he's been doing a great job, but um, we have a lot of right handed power in this lineup. You know, you got Smoke and Morales from the left side, but you have Bautista and Donaldson, and um, Tulo's been swinging a decent. Russell Martin, these aren't like world beaters, but they all are guys you would not be surprised if they took the ball deep. So it's something to keep in mind. Even Kevin Pilar can run into one. They have a decent set of right handed bats. Not great. That's why Stunny still is on the list. He's on the radar. He's definitely still an option up top at 10-7. But, you know, he doesn't go over 30 points. He's almost $11,000. He's going to have to pitch outstanding to get you 25-plus where you can gamble down below and save some money on some bats. That is your decision to make. Um, I do like Sonny Gray. I think he's in a great spot. I would not be shocked if he throws a gym. But I'm going to... Maybe have a little sunny, but I'm not even sure I'm going to go there completely. I don't mind him. Next up, you got Bumgarner at 97. I have to fade. It's the cheapest you've seen Bumgarner probably in years. Uh, I, I have to see more from him. I'm hoping he pitches great and we can start using him again, but he just hasn't had it. He's not striking guys out like he used to. He's still getting some, but not as dominant. Um, and he's been very hittable, especially like the second, the third time through the lineups. So it's something to think about in that game. Pittsburgh bats could be sneaky again tonight. And then Michael Fulmer, 9,500, coming off a start where he just got beat down by the Royals, but his start prior to that against the Royals was almost a complete game shutout. So pick your poison on which one you get. The complete game shutout came at Detroit. Um, I, like I always say, I always get him wrong. He's averaging 16 points a game at home. He's 9,500. He's not a super K guy. And the, the, the Royals strike out 21% of the time. He has a 17.6% K rate. So take your, pick your poison there if you like when it comes to the Royals. They have a team total 
One of the lower ones on the slate. They're the fourth lowest at 4.02. Lefty's 271. Righty's 277. He seems to get it done more often than not. I just don't know if he's going to hit that $9,500 ceiling. And again, there's guys down below I'd rather take the risk and the upside with and get some bats. And that's going to start up. Here's my next guy. So up top, I'll pay for Sonny Gray. The other three I mentioned, I'll kind of most likely sit and watch. Um, where I'm going is Mike Clevenger. If you're not going Sonny Gray, Clevenger is my top guy at $9,400. He is at home against the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Clevenger has been outstanding. One, two, three, four starts in a row of 22.5 or more. The kids look good. I know it's at San Francisco, but then home against Detroit, at Detroit, and then at home against Texas. So some good offenses there. Seven, four, seven, nine. That's his strikeout totals his last four games. Zero, zero, one, one. Those are his earned run totals. Three, three, two, two are his hit totals, and he went six innings in every game. He's walked only more than two in one of those starts. That has always been his problem this year are the walks, and he's limited them of late. Clevenger definitely is on the radar for a sneaky, sneaky play tonight. Um, the Angels are all up to a 20.1% strikeout rate, which is definitely on the rise. Clevenger striking out almost 28%. The walk rate still 12.6%, but as you've seen, he has definitely improved that, and as he's improved that, the results are showing it. Great swinging strike rate at 13.6. Um, Angels team totals 4.34. Lefties 262. Righties 327. So there's a little to worry about like guys like Mike Trout, maybe pool holes. Other than that, from the right side, what are you really worried about when it comes to uh, comes to the Angels? I know there's some guys, but really, not too much. So I think it's a really good spot for Clevenger at 9,400. Definitely on the radar. If you want to go to another guy, Charlie Morton, Chucky, $8,800 at the Philadelphia Phillies. Coming off a 13.4-point performance. He's been three three starts back from the DL, 13-4, nine at Seattle, Minnesota, at Toronto. Four earned runs, four earned runs, one earned runs in those starts. Strikeouts of 5-10-3. and three. Going six or more in two of those three starts. Ground ball to fly ball has been pretty decent overall. Um, and he stretched out over 100 pitches. So you don't have to worry about that. He's going the distance. And as they used to say on cake, he's going for speed. And he's showing that speed is uh, increasing his strikeout rates and the movement on his uh, off his sinker slider combo. 23.6% strikeout rate for Philadelphia is something that really catches my eye here. That's why I love this price tag for Charlie. He might give up a few runs. His 25.5% K rate to their 23.6 screams tremendous upside. Peacock was dealing before the rain delay. He was in a spot to be very, very good. And uh, the other part about Charlie that's really, really solid, if he's not, um, he's got a 9.2% walk rate, but he has a 51.2% ground ball rate. So he's got a huge strikeout rate and a good ground ball rate, which helps with the hitter's ballpark in Philly. Uh, does give up a little too many home runs. It's almost an 18% home run to fly ball, which not ideal. But you got the Phillies, team total of 449, lefties 276, righties 357, which is really nice because – they're starting to run out a lot more lefties. Not a ton, but you have like Cesar Hernandez is back. You have Freddie Galvez swinging a good stick. You have Odubel Herrera heating up. You got Nick Williams. There's four right off the off the bat. So like you got Mikel Franco. They might even catch Knapp, which is another lefty. Uh, maybe Navas in the lineup. That's six lefties. We're, we're, we're putting a lefty-heavy lineup out with Philadelphia, which makes uh, Charlie Morton interesting play. Um, that small ballpark, anything can happen. They can run into some. You know, Williams is swinging the, the snot out of the baseball. And uh, Herrera's heating up. You got Hernandez, Galvis. They're all they're all playing really well. Morton is a really good pitcher, and he's in a great spot. And his price tag of eighty eight hundred 
I could see him equaling the numbers of those guys up top I was hesitant to use, and you're saving thousand to $2,000. That's my point. These guys down below have the same upside as some of those guys up top, and you're not paying nearly the price tag. And that's why I'd rather take the gamble and save some cash. Next up, another guy we've been on left and right, pretty much every start in the bigs, is Jacob Faria. His last start was his worst start. Five innings, six hits, four earned at Oakland. But prior to that, double-digit machine. He's averaging almost 20 points on the season. He has faced Baltimore twice this year, combining for 12 and two-thirds, nine hits, five earned, 13 Ks, averaging 18.7 a game against Baltimore. Last time out against Baltimore was on June 30th at Baltimore. Six and two-thirds, four hits, two earned, six Ks for 20.6. Furry has been very, very good. He just doesn't like light the world on fire, but he gets the job done. He eats up six-plus innings most of his starts. Very good stuff at 8,500. No problem backing him in this matchup. Uh, Baltimore K rate of 22.4 will offset some of their power. They have been they have been swinging it really well. But Faria, 7.3% home run to fly balls outstanding. Very low hard contact. Good swinging strike percentage. Baltimore's team total is 427. It's definitely on the lower half. Lefty's 252, righty's 279. So Baltimore can run into one. Adam Jones is red hot, white hot, you could even say, as I mentioned yesterday. There's some bats to like there, but at the same time, Free has been very, very good at 8,500. Another guy like Morton, I'd rather take the risk with at that price tag than pay up top. And last but not least in this range, Cole Hamels, 8,200 at home against the Miami Marlins. As I mentioned last time out, he did get hit hard at Baltimore. That was something to worry about in those hitting environments. It's another hitting environment in Texas, but prior to that Baltimore start, 24 3, 30.9, 25.2. That was at Kansas City, home against the Angels. At the White Sox. And Kansas City was definitely a hitting environment on that day. So you pick your poison. We know Miami can hit lefties decently. Stanton doubled on yesterday off a lefty, but that was Perez, not Hamels. Ozuna can hit lefties well. Yellick's not bad. Bohr will be out. He left the game with an oblique strain or a knee. It depends on what report you read. But um, I know it's a lefty-lefty, but he does have some power off of lefties. So you got to watch out for him a little bit. But Hamels faces that Marlins team that strikes out 20.5% of the time. His K rate's down, like I mentioned, his last start, but it, it, since his return from the DL, much, much improved K percentage. Um, if you look at his, his game logs here, besides his three start, is only like five and three, a third against Baltimore. It was uh, 5Ks, 6Ks, 6Ks in his, in his uh, good starts since his return from the DL, which were three starts. Um, he's only had five starts since his return. Uh, really good stuff here. Marlins team total will be high because of the high total of 479, but lefties 247, righties only 310. Hamill's definitely worth a look. People like to avoid that matchup in Texas. So at $8,200, there is definite upside with Cole. Um, definite downside because of the conditions and the ability to go deep, but really if he can navigate Stanton and Azuna, which is very tough at times, he should be in for a pretty solid evening. So in this middle slate, I'm ranking it Morton, Clevenger, Faria, and Hamels in my middle range. Now we drop down a little farther to the 7,000s. Drew Pomeranz, 7,800 bucks on the road at the Seattle Mariners. Pomeranz is that all-or-nothing guy, but he's been a lot more all-than-nothing lately. 20.2 points against Toronto his last time out. It's all about walks. He still walked five in that game. We got you 20.2, but it's scary. 5-2, five, 5-2. Two, five, two. That's his walks in his last four starts. But he's still getting you double-digit starts. That's two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven straight starts at double digits or more. Basically 15 or more in all of those starts. That is something I can definitely get behind. 
Uh, I like that quite a bit because you're paying 7,800 bucks. If you're going to guarantee me 15 or more, I like going to battle with that, especially with the upside facing a, a Mariners team. Doesn't strike out a lot versus lefties, 18%. But uh, Palmer has 25% K rate, good swinging strike rate. Everything else is pretty average, but not scary. Uh, Mariners team total 424. It's seventh lowest on the slate. Lefties 316. Righties only 288. So, uh, Lots to like here with Pomeranz. They have a decent Woba of 315 and average ISO of 137 versus lefties. Pomeranz is 7800 bucks. Tremendous upside in that matchup. A guy I really like down here, and if anybody pays attention to baseball, should be chalkier than chalky, is Seth Lugo at $7,700. Last two starts were at home, but they're outstanding. Six and two-thirds in both starts. Five Ks in both starts. 19.4, 17.6. DraftKings points. I know I was on him against St. Louis in that day slate. Uh, been very, very good. This will be his uh, – he's been back since June, early June, and he's double-digited in uh, like six of eight or six of nine starts. But one thing to notice is last couple of starts, throwing his curveball much, much, much more, which is a big pitch for him. One of the If you believe in all the, the stats and the effectiveness of him, he has one of the highest spin rate curveballs in all of baseball, and it shows. And the biggest thing is, is we're targeting the Padres like we love to do because they strike out – 26% of the time versus right-handed pitching. So something to really keep an eye on there. Um, ground ball rate of 45% for Lugo. Everything lines up to just beautiful things. Padres team total 4-2-8. Lefty's 301, righty's 309 versus Lugo. Lugo, we know he has blow-up potential, but at 7700 bucks, definitely worth a gamble against the San Diego Padres. Lance Land, the 7500 at home against the Rockies. Rockies definitely a different ball club outside of Coors. We got Lance Lynn, 19.1, 19.5, 21.4, his last three starts. Still had double digits prior to that, 13.8, and then 22.5. So four of his last five, 19.1 or more. He's 7,500 bucks going up against a Colorado Rockies team. As sure as Charlie Blackman leading off and lefties do hit Lynn extremely well. But other than that, they had a ton of righties in their lineup yesterday, a ton. If they run something out like that again, you are looking like a Lance Lynn fan. They strike out almost 23% of the time versus righties. He's striking out 21.4%. Good ground ball rate. Very good uh, hard contact rate. Rockies team totals fifth lowest on the slate at 404. I mentioned lefties do hit him well at 343. Righties only 261. Lance Lynn, people still avoid the Rockies. They just see the Rockies and they run away, even though they are on the road. So it's something to keep an eye on with Lynn at 7,500. Definitely in play tonight against the Rockies, especially if they run out that righty-heavy lineup we just talked about. And now we go down again to Julius Chassin at 7,400. He's been a machine at home this year. Really, really good. And overall, his last 10 games averaging almost 18 points. He had 18-5 at San Francisco his last time out. He's been really, really good at home and overall. He's facing a Mets team. Now the scary part is they have a ton of lefties. And lefties do hit Chassin very, very well. Uh, the Mets team totals 4-2-2. It's sixth lowest on the slate. Uh, lefties do it at 345. Righties 295. So pick your poison. You're getting value at uh, 7,500. Is that what it is? Yes. 7,400. Um, the Mets strike out about 19% versus righties. I've seen striking out a little over 20%. Ground ball rate of 53%. That, uh, that's big. Big for a powerful Mets lineup. Then Justine has a tendency to give up home runs. Almost a 16% home run to fly ball. Bit risky with all the lefties in that lineup. They might get some, but there's also a tremendous upside in that park. Chassin's been pitching very, very well. And the price tag shows that he's up to 7,400 now against the Mets. So in your 7K range, 
I go Lugo, then Pomeranz, then Lynn, then Chassin. But doesn't mean I don't like Chassin. It's just that like, the Mets have the most upside to just do damage in their matchup. But all are very good. I'd, I'd have no problem just using those four pitchers and loading up on all the bats. I'm telling you, Clevenger and below, have some fun. If you want to go even below nine, Morton and below, tons to like there. If you use those guys, you don't need to punt, really, unless you really, really want to get greedy with bats. But uh, as you know, I like to spend in the middle range on bats. I'll spend up a lot, but I, I really like the middle ranges because they're the ones that they still hit home runs just like everybody else, and no one uses them because everyone spends up. You saw it yesterday at... A guy like we mentioned, Carlos Santana, go deep twice. Uh, Scooter Jeanette. There's a lot of guys we could talk about that did. Now, Sir Stanton double donged. You pick your poison. Um, down below, you got Luis Castillo, 6,900 at the Yankees. Everyone's going to be scared because you're at the Yankees. And sure, the Yankees have been tremendous at home this year. But Luis Castillo, he's averaging 18.7 points on the year, which counts as his last 10 games. On the road, averaging 19.5 points. And this guy has just been a freak. I, like I tell you, he's going to give up runs. Four runs, three, zero, four. But still, 16-5, 15-3, 32-6, 14-8. You'll take all of that for 6900 bucks. The big thing is a strikeout machine. Seven, six, eight, eight, nine, five. That's his case in all of his starts this year. He's going five or more at every start since his call-up. Big time prospect, but part of that uh, Dan Straley trade with the Marlins. I know it's the Yankees, so it's terrifying to many. And he could get blown up in a heartbeat. But the Yankees do strike out 22.5% of the time versus righties, and you got a almost 30% K rate of Castillo. In the last 30 days, Castillo is 14th best on the barrel fifth. He's the highest one we have going tonight. Getting barreled 3.23% of the time, striking out 30.65% of the batters he's facing, and his, his walk rate's down to 8% which is very big because overall it's 11.4. Huge swinging strike rate, a 56.2% ground ball rate. Still gives up too many homers, 22.2%. And the Yankees team totals 5-1-3. But lefties 298, righties 355. Are the Yankees going to score runs off Castillo? Highly likely. Are the Yankees going to strike out a handful of times versus Castillo? If he goes 5 or 6, highly likely. And that's the trade-off we're going to take at 6,900 if you are going to use him. If you're scared, don't use him. Don't do it. Upside's tremendous, though. Tremendous upside. The Yankees' offense as a whole really is struggling. They're really not doing much since the All-Star break. Um, so keep keep that in mind. Very intriguing play uh, with the upside at 6,900. And the last guy I'll mention, and it's strictly a fading the strikeout potential, or using the strikeout potential of the Brewers, it's Edwin Jackson. And it's because he's 5,800 bucks. That's the only reason why. Otherwise, I want nothing to do with him. But we always say it's the risk-reward versus Milwaukee. And sure, they could run into a handful of home runs against them and chase them early. Same time, he could strike out a fair share. He's uh, His one start with the Nats, seven innings, three hits, two earned, both solo homers, three Ks, but no walks, and so seven innings, 20 points at the Angels. He's 5800 bucks. Get me, you know, five, six Ks, five, six innings, four runs or less. We're in business. That's an if with Edwin Jackson, though. Big if. But you're facing a Brewers team striking out 25.1% of the time versus uh, right-handed pitching. Just risky, risky play. Brewers team totals 479, lefties 344, righties 389 in that matchup. So there you have it. You can gamble on Wade Miley if you want to punt just because of the K upside of the Orioles. We love Gossman. He was phenomenal, but Gossman is way better than Miley. Miley's 5,100, though. If you want to take the gamble, 
you're more than welcome to on K upside alone, but I, he is just hot garbage to me. Uh, but the, the, the Rays almost strike out 27% versus left-handed pitching. Uh, he's got a 52.4% ground ball rate. Everything else is pretty darn bad. The Rays team totals 473. Lefties 286, righties 370. They do have a handful of lefties in that lineup. So if you want to be ultra contrarian and only pay 5100, which will be cheaper than a lot of the bats you're going to use, you can go Wade Miley, and that's just it's it, it sickens my stomach to to even mention him. But you can use him. He actually, the more I look into him for GPP wise, which is what I primarily play, I rarely ever play a cash game. That is quite appealing to me for the price tag and the K up. So even if he gives up five or six runs, if they just let him go out there and take a beating, he can strike out six plus. And for fifty one hundred, he's still going to get you double digits, which. That's a power hitter you're looking at. So there's a lot there, and the, the amount of money you'll save for a bat is outstanding. So you're pitching. I mentioned Sonny Gray up top. That's the only guy I'm going with up top. The rest is up to you. Um, down below, next tier, I got Morton, Clevenger, Faria, Hamels. Then we go into um, Lugo, Pomeranz, Lynn, Chassin. And then down below, I'm going Miley, Castillo, Jackson. Those are my pitching options today. Let's look at the bats. We kick it off with uh, Gaddis versus Pavetta. He's 4,500. He's expensive, but uh, the power upside in that matchup is tremendous. Uh, going down, Salvi Perez versus Fulmer at 4K is not bad. If McCann's in the lineup, he went deep yesterday. As we know, uh, the Astros, per usual, just went nuts. It's what they do. He's 3,800 versus Pavetta, which is a very... Very nice price tag in that matchup with that upside Astros team totals 501. But it is a reverse split. This is why I like Gaddis as well. Lefties 283, righties 429 off Pavetta this year in that hitting environment. Man, man, oh man, good thing Correa and Springer. Correa is out for sure. Springer most likely. But pray for Pavetta. But uh, McCann and Gaddis, both those options are great. If you go down some more, Zanino versus Palm right at 35 is not bad. We mentioned uh, righties versus Palm. Uh, let's double check that. Yeah, all right. Yeah, lefties 316. Right is only 288. My bad. Lefties is what you want there. But Zunino has some power upside at 35. Go down to uh, the matchup in Arizona. Chris Iannetta at 34. And Chris Herman at 34 for the D-backs. D-backs total 498. Lefties 350. Righties 305 versus Fulty. Obviously, we prefer Herman in this situation. But Iannetta has swung it well. And when they played him, they've usually hit him nice in a nice spot in the order. Keep him in mind. If you want to fade Bumgarner, which might be a little more chalky than it's ever been. I'm not saying chalky is like high, high ownership, but more than normal. Cervelli's 3,400 versus Bumgarner. Cervelli overall is having a great season. And against left-handed pitching has hit really, really well. Keep him in mind. Real Muto, 33 in that environment. Uh, you got the Atlantic catchers, Flowers or Suzuki against Taiwan Walker. And that hitting environment is not shabby either. Uh, as we go down some more for some value action... If Manny Pena's back versus Edwin Jackson at 32, that's sneaky, sneaky upside. James McCann versus the lefty Duffy at 3K. McCann used to be the lefty killer. He still hits him hard. He's just not being productive, so it's not as automatic as it once was. But I still like the upside at 3,000. Duffy has pitched better of late, but still giving up some loud noise. Um, as we go down some more, you look at like Tucker Barnhart versus Montgomery in the Bronx at 29. That's not shabby at all. Um, and then... Wellington Cat, not Wellington Castillo, um, 
They'll look at Matt Weeders at 29 versus Zach Davies. That's not bad. Zach Davies going from Milwaukee. Nationals team total is 521. Righty's 319. Lefty's 343. So Weeders at 2,900 has some tremendous upside on that matchup. Keep an eye on him. But I wanted to mention a guy like Bruce Maxwell versus Valdez for Toronto. He's going at 2,800. Valdez, lowest priced option on the slate. Uh, kind of making a spot start, right-handed pitcher. Not good. Not good at all. So keep an eye on uh, guys like that. Maxwell makes for a very interesting play. But uh, the guy I was looking for, where did he? He's way down here. Uh, look at... Jesus Sucre, likely to get the start for Tampa Bay. If he doesn't, see who does, because Ramos left with an injury, and he's likely out. And uh, that's a very intriguing matchup for Wade Miley, his right-handed bat in that lineup at only $2,800. So keep him in mind as a nice punt option there. As you're going down, like I mentioned, Kurt Suzuki's 2700 with some upside. Other than that, kind of wait for the lineup, see what happens. There'll be some guys down here to pick on. Uh, maybe Sandy Leone at 2400 versus King Felix. Felix is isn't that good a baseball right now? He's ninth worst on the barrel FIP his last 30 days, getting barreled over 8% of the time. He's walking over, he's walking on 11.3%. So Felix is, is struggling. So I definitely keep an eye on that. First base is loaded per usual. Um, when you are looking at the Braves, they have a team total of 452, lefties 315, righties 320 versus Taiwan. Taiwan gives up a lot of fly balls. Freddie Freeman, 5,300, first base, third base eligible, is a really, really good play today. Got Cody Bellinger at 53 versus Berrios. He's more tonight than he was last night versus Cologne, which is just funny to me. Um, I like Cody, but I don't know if I'm paying that price for none of these other options here. You got Goldschmidt at 52, which is outstanding. Edwin Encarnacion at 51 is very, very intriguing. Indians have a high team total. Lefties, 329. Righties, 345 versus Jesse Chavez. Gives up a lot of loud contact. Joey Votto at 5K, very much in play. Don't worry about the left-handed arm out there. Justin Smoke at 48, we mentioned him. He's not bad. A guy I love. If, if everyone's focused up top, again, this guy is just on fire. 11 more points last night. Averaging 9.6. Crushes right-handed pitching. Nick Pavetta gets crushed by right-handed bats. I'm talking Yuli Gurriel at 4,800 bucks. Outstanding play on your Tuesday slate. I love Carlos Santana yesterday, double dong for us, 32 points. He's averaging 8.3 now on his last 10. We mentioned righties are better against Chavez, but still like a 320 or whatever average for lefties. So Carlos at 47, not bad at all. So we slide down some more. Yonder Alonso at 43 is definitely worth the look. Same with Lucas Duda at 41. Hitting environment for Duda is not as good as some of the other guys, but it is Chasin who does get hit by lefties, but overall pitching well. Risky play, but uh, there is some reward there. Uh, Eric Hosmer at 38, I like quite a bit. Uh, Fulmer's been good this year. Both lefties and righties hitting below 300. Hosmer, 3,800 bucks, and he's really, really swinging a lot of double-digit performances of late. Uh, let's give you the number. He's averaging 8.7 his last 10, and he's 3,800 bucks. So you're getting quite the discount with the upside in that matchup. The other guy, uh, Matt Adams, 3,800 bucks. He's not as hot as he once was, only averaging 5.2 his last 10. Goose egg yesterday, 18 on Sunday. And then two two straight goose eggs before a 10. You know, with Adams, it's usually all or nothing, but there is nice power and a really good ballpark to hit in against a walker who does give up the home run. So keep, don't just sleep on him. As you go down some more, like Eric Thames versus Edwin Jackson at 37 is sneaky. Uh, Josh Bell is a switch hitter and does have power from the right side, so don't just completely ignore him at 37 on fire. I know he had an RBI double for sure last night. He went three for five, 15 more points. He's averaging 8.1 his last 10, really hitting the ball very, very well. So don't sleep on him. As you go down some more, 
it's not it's, it's real it's real sketchy down here. You can get uh, if Adam Lynn cracks the lineup at thirty five, he could have some upside. Mickey Cabrera thirty four, struggling but upside. Uh, Tyler Moore, if he has to start for Miami, he's first base outfield eligible. Right-handed Bavers Hamels at thirty four, just a little bit of upside. Kendrick Morales thirty three hundred. Power potential there. Brandon Belt at 33 versus Tyon's not bad for value alone. He's very, very cheap. Still hitting it well. Nine more points last night. Uh, so keep him in mind. Overall, there's just not you're not lighting the world on fire down here. Like Luke Voigt's 31 uh, against John Gray in St. Louis. But yeah, not too much. Danny Valencia versus the lefty and Pomeranz at 3K. Didn't do anything against Erod last night. Maybe he does tonight. Pick your poison there. Jose Martinez went deep last night, but uh, yeah, we'll look elsewhere. Likely paying up at least 35, 36 or more at first base. Going over to second base, we're led by the man, the myth, the legend. Continued his hit streak, 16 now. My gosh, averaging 14.9 in his last 10, 30 more points last night. Four for four, three runs, two doubles, three ribbies, a walk. Jose freaking Altuve at 5,700 bucks. He's worth every dime. And it's another right-handed bat versus Pavetta. This is why I'm all about taking the gambles on those mid-price pitchers. You can go Gurriel and Altuve. You can get some action going here, and there's tremendous upside. Jose Ramirez let me down massively yesterday. Another good spot tonight at 52, but I'd find a way to pay up or pay down to, to Daniel Murphy versus Zach Tavies at 47. That's sneaky good. $1,000 cheaper than Altuve. Very good matchup for Zach Davies. Uh, you got Robbie Cano does hit lefties well at 46. Johnny Scope at 45, both swinging good bats. I looked down a little more. Brian Dozier at 43 versus Quinta Maeda is not bad at all. Pedroia at 42. Uh, keeps swinging down. Jed Lowry at 39 has some nice upside. I know he's not lighting the world on fire. Only 4.5 points his last 10. So you might not want to take that gamble, but it's a good matchup for Valdez and likely some Toronto bullpen in play in that one for 39. If you want to go Ian Kinsler versus the lefty Duffy, Kinsler's swinging a good stick. Averaging 10.3 his last 10. Eight points last night. Does hit lefties really, really well. Uh, so 3800 versus Duffy could be a nice lower-priced play. Whit Merrifield, 38. So you go down some more. Brandon Phillips at 38 could be okay versus Walker with some power upside. In that matchup, Daniel Descalso, second base outfield at 38. I hate paying that much, but I, I understand the upside there. But, like, if I'm paying that much, I'll pay 38 for Johnny Villar versus a guy like Edwin Jackson. The matchup's much better for him. He had 14 points his last game out. He's, he's very streaky. But you look at like 14 0, then 7 8 0 0 0 8 13 5. It's just, it, he's very inconsistent, but a very good matchup leading off against Edwin Jackson in that game. So VR is definitely on the radar. Same with uh, Ruby Odor. 3,700 in that environment against a guy like Dan Straley. You know what's all or nothing with Ruby. He's only averaging 4.6 his last 10, but a good matchup versus Straley in that ballpark. Josh Harrison versus lefty Bumgarner at 37 is worth a look. Paul DeJong at 36. He was hitting high in the order yesterday, which made me tingle. That Because this guy's crushing it. But when he's hitting eighth, it's just so frustrating. Putting him up in the order. Please do that consistently, Mike Matheny. I know you make a lot of horrible decisions. Make that one consistent. Azrubo Cabrera at 35 against Chassin. Second base shortstop's a really good play if you're fading Chassin. Big game last night, 3 for 4, 15 points. Cabrera's having a really good season. Nice mid-price range option in that one. Pat Vileka went deep yesterday. He's 3300 if he gets to start. Uh, a little value against Lance Lynn. And then after that, 
Need to see some lineups. You know, Peraza's right-handed bat versus Montgomery at 28 could be in play. Dixon Machado at 27 versus Duffy if he's in the lineup. He could be worth a look as some value punting types. Joe Panic at 27 just doesn't have much power to give you. Adrian's at 26. Yeah, as you go down the list, there's some guys here. You just got to see who's in and who presents the most upside in their matchup. So let's head over to third base where we are loaded as always, not as much as first base, but definitely loaded. Nolan Arenado, 54 versus Lynn. Freddie Freeman, I love it, 53. Absolutely love it. And Jake Lamb, 53 versus Fulte in Arizona. That's an outstanding play. Man, play Freeman at first, Lamb at third. That's a sneaky uh, in that same ballpark. Nice stuff there. But Marwin Gonzalez, 47 versus Pavetta. I know he's a lefty, but still, I love that. The Astros are a stack every day. I don't care who they're facing, really. It's just outstanding. Uh, Justin Turner, Anthony Rendon, 45 versus Davies. I like quite a bit. Always overlooked, especially in his right-handed pitching. He's uh, had a lot more power this year versus righties and lefties. I was on a podcast, the Friends with Fantasy Benefits, last night. And we talked about Rendon, and he's having an outstanding season. Just so overlooked. Uh, Miggy Snow. Alex Bregman, another right-handed bat, went deep yesterday. He's on fire. We, we were playing him when he was cheap, cheap, cheap. He's averaging 9.9 in his last 10, 28 overall. He's another nice sneaky one. He's down in the order, which sucks, but you never know with Springer out likely and Correa still out, they might mix it up. He's 43. Travis Shot, 42 versus Edwin Jackson is extremely tasty. Like that quite a bit. Longo versus Wade Miley at 41. Longo versus lefties is really, really solid. We like Longo at that one at 41. Same with Eugenio Suarez, 4K versus Montgomery. Another really good matchup. So, again, like every position, there's those guys up top we like, but there's some really, really solid matchups in the middle. Like I was saying earlier, sometimes targeting these middle price guys gives you way more return just because of ownership and everything else. Mustakas, 39 versus Fulmer. Love it. Having an amazing year. He's got 29 home runs. Averaging 9.8 in his last 10. Had 16 points with another homer last night. Um, just crushing it. Game log, 16, 3, 28, 16, 17. Four of his last five, 16 or more. That's some pretty good baseball, folks. Uh, Beltre at 39. Not bad. As you go down some more, we mentioned the splits with Morton, right? He's hitting him really well. If you want to gamble against Morton, if you want to fade him, Mikel Franco at 3800 bucks has some very good upside. Uh, it's all or nothing, but he has been better of late. Uh, he's been batting in the middle of the order. He's averaged 8.7 points his last 10. So definitely swinging a better bat lately. Mentioned Josh Harrison. You got Nick Castellanos, only 3600 versus Danny Duffy. That's some nice upside there. Uh, Castellanos swinging... An outstanding bat. So another guy in the lower range, averaging 10.8 his last 10 games. Very good stuff there. Uh, Joey Gallo, 3,600, first base, third base, eligible against Straley with that power upside. Definitely worth a look. Johan Camargo, 36 for the Braves, especially if he's hitting high in the order versus Taiwan Walker. Uh, it's a contrarian play, but the upside in that park against, against Walker, I can understand it. Jose Reyes at 35 with some upside. But I'd rather go somewhere else. You got Manny Machado at 33. I love Faria. But Machado, he's swinging it much better of late. Averaging 7.6 his last 10. 12 points last night. And he's only 3300 bucks. That price tag is way, way too cheap for what you can get from Manny Machado. As we go down a little farther, David Freaks, 33 versus Bumgarner. Hits lefties really well. So if you're fading Bumgarner, there are some really nice options with the Pirates. I'm not saying run to fade him by any means. But I understand if you want to be contrarian, especially if you build a lot of lineups, go that route. 
And then one guy I did use yesterday as a punt, and I've used him quite a bit if I want to punt with power upside. Um, I like him versus lefties more than righties, but if you're in the zone, he's got so much power. I previewed him on around the bases a couple months ago. Matt Chapman of the A's, he's still $2,000. He's been 2000 almost all year. He went deep again yesterday for 14 points. He's averaging 10.8 his last 10 games. He has five homers in those last 10 games. He is a power machine. He strikes out a ton. His average usually isn't great. He's hitting over 300 his last three, which is very promising. But he is a home run machine, and he's $2,000. I always say if you're going to punt, you want the power upside. Matt Chapman gives you that power upside. Let's head to shortstop. You got Lindor at 47, Seager at 47. Love Zach Cozart at 46 versus Montgomery. I liked him yesterday. He went deep, even better matchup. Montgomery does limit the hard contact, but it has been worse of late. The last uh, 30 days, he's 24th worst on the barrel, fifth, getting barreled over 6% of the time and only striking out 19%. So definitely something to keep in mind with the Reds. They could be sneaky. So everyone looks to fade Castillo with the Yankees. The Reds are live in that matchup as they do hit. Lefties really well. They do have a team total of 437. Lefties hit 270, righties 314. But a 321 Woba is really good and an outstanding 187 ISO. First left handed pitching for the Reds, so don't sleep on them. Didi Gregorius at 43. Definitely in plays. Power bat is live and well with him. Marcus Simeon up to 42. I still like him, but I liked him when he was cheaper than 42, so I might. Have to deviate a bit, but he's definitely still worth a look. Gene Segura versus a lefty at 4K is in play. Very good play. Galvis at 38, who's our boy. Uh, DeJong at 36. Reyes and Cabrera from the Mets at 35. These guys are all worth looks if you want to get one-offs with upside or potential stacking options there. Chris Owens, I saw a stat. I think he's like 0 for 22 lately. So he's 3,300 if you want to go there. Orlando RC at 33. Uh, Jordy Mercer, 33, all decent looks there. Tulo, 32, with some power upside, but it is Sonny Gray, so beware. And then there's always options like Ruben Tejada, 29. We target him versus lefties, so probably not tonight. Dixon Machado, who I mentioned earlier, he's 27. He's second base shortstop eligible. Echeverria, 27, versus Wade Miley is worth a look. You got Brandon Crawford at 27. Uh, Tim Beckham at 26 versus Miley. He had uh, at least one hit last night. He had five points last night. So he's not doing what he was doing earlier this year, but for 2,600, it's not horrible. JT Riddle's day-to-day. Keep an eye on that. So is Miguel Rojas. I liked Rojas at 25, but he might not even be in the lineup. So keep an eye there. Uh, as you go down some more, it gets very, very bleak as expected. So we will look at the lineups for other value there. Head in the outfield. Springer left the game with a leg injury, so I would be surprised if he's in today. They should take it easy. They have no rush. He's 57. Yeah, Bryce Harper versus Davies at 56. He should should go deep today. Blackman versus Lennon at 55. Blackman's always in play, just like Harper, just like Trout at 54, just like Judge at 54. I like all of them, of course. That's Captain Obvious. Bellinger at 53, I like, but it's a tough matchup. It really is. Um, we know Barrios does get hit hard, but... He's a good pitcher, so not saying Bellinger couldn't hit three homers tonight because he could do that any night. But if you're paying up, I'm looking elsewhere, and I'll probably regret it, but that's what I'm saying. Conforto at 53 is very intriguing. Betts at 51. A.J. Pollock is 51, and he has earned it. He's back. He's averaging 12.1 his last 10. He had 32 more points last night as he went deep yet again. Extra base machine. Game log a 32, a 0, a 15, a 31, a 9, an 8, a 7. 
zero is 17. So he's definitely swinging it well as he continues to get healthy. Uh, Pollock at 51 is sneaky tonight. C. Dick gets lefty is okay. He's 4,900. It's tough to do, though. Michael Brantley, I like at 48. Uh, Gerardo Parra, if he's back at 48, is worth a look against Lynn. His lefties do hit Lynn very well, but he's been in and out with lingering injury. Souza Jr. at 48 against Miley is definitely in play. Stanton at 48 versus Hamels is definitely worth a look. Got Reddick at 48. J.D. Martinez at 48. Hit an absolute bomb yesterday to center field. So J.D. looks like his hand's okay. 48, definitely in play against Fulte. Duvall versus Montgomery at 47. I like that quite a bit. I mentioned Marlon Gonzalez at 47. David Peralta at 4,500 versus Fulte. Left-handed bat versus Fulte stands out a lot. Tommy Pham continues to crush the baseball. He's 4,400 versus Gray. He went deep again yesterday. Three homers his last 10. 23 points last night. Averaging 12.1 his last 10 games. The dude is crushing it. And no one plays him. He's 4,400 bucks. Hopefully people will start to listen. Uh, Brett Gardner can be sneaky versus Castillo at 4,400. I'm not in the mood to really fade Castillo. I know people will, and I know the potential's there to get blown up. But I love this kid, and I think I'd, I'd like to be contrarian and go elsewhere because the, the Yanks are going to be popular. And if they go off, it's one of those things where I say, okay, they went off. Um, that's just what it is. Like, I'd rather take the Chalky Astros, which I am very confident in, over the Yankees. Beltran at 44 against Pavetta. You got Ryan Braun versus Edwin Jackson at 44. The red, red, or white hot Adam Jones, 4300 bucks. I know it's Faria, so it's not as tasty, but very nice. Since you chew at 43s, not bad at all. Uh, Matt Joyce, especially who's leading off for Valdez at 42. Tremendous upside there. I like that a lot. Uh, Nelly Cruz, 4200 versus a lefty. McCutcheon, 4200 went deep again yesterday. Continues to just crush the baseball. Justin Upton versus Duffy at 41 with nice upside. Same with Jay Bruce at 41. Versus Chassin. Domingo Santana, 41, having a really, really good year, and no one owns him ever either. Facing Edwin Jackson, I know we like lefties versus Jackson, but it's Edwin Jackson, lefty, righty, who gives a rats? You prefer the lefty, but 4,100, low ownership, I'll take it. Bradley Zimmer, especially as he continues to lead off, 4K, I love 14 more points last night. Very productive little ball player, that Bradley Zimmer. Uh, you got Spangenberg at 4K, worth a look. Brian Goodwin leading off of 4K versus Davies. I like that quite a bit. Starling Marte at 4K versus Bumgarner is in play. Uh, you go down some more. Ozuna at 39. Yellow at 39 are okay if you're fading Hamels. Enciarte versus Taiwan Walker at 39. I like that a lot uh, for these below 4K range. Uh, as you go down some more, like Denard Span at 38 is not bad. Brandon Moss swinging a really good bat of late. He's 3,700. We've been targeting him more and more. His price tag has gone up. He's averaging 8.8 his last 10. Look at that. Benintendi, he's only 3,700 versus King Felix. He's only averaging 3.4 his last 10. He is slumping a lot. But there is some upside there at 37 if you want to take the gamble. You mentioned Eric Thames. He's only 3,700 bucks with against Edwin Jackson. That's quite intriguing. I know Thames, you know, he started out the year on fire. He's averaging 5.2 his last 10. He can always run into one against Edwin Jackson. Just throwing that out there. Got Bonifacio has tons of power versus righties. He's 3,600. Jose Bautista, 36. Uh, Seth Smith, 36. If he's, but he's been batting towards the bottom lately, so not as valuable. Uh, like Matt Kemp at 36 isn't bad. Perella and Renfro at 36 for the Dodgers or for the Padres versus Lugo with some upside. Uh, Dexter Fowler is only 35 versus Gray. He's been struggling a lot, but not a bad matchup there. 
Max Kepler, 35 versus Maeda is intriguing. These aren't the greatest plays in the world, though, down here. It's the only frustrating part. Chris Herman at 34. I like Nick Williams at 34 versus Morton with some nice ups. I had a three-run triple yesterday. Continues to hit really, really well. Jock Jams went deep. Like I said, he likely would against Cologne. He's 34 versus Barrios. Not the same matchup, though. I got Mikey Mata, a nice right-handed bat versus Duffy at 33 with some upside in that matchup. Uh, as we keep going down the list, it's not very strong down here. I'll be very, very honest with you. Your anthem might pay up in this position. Like you have Belt at 33. Alex Gordon at 32 is not bad lately. They're worth looks. Uh, Mangaris Sierra, 3,200 for St. Louis. He's averaging 7.9 in his last 10. He can be an interesting play. He's all or nothing. That's the only problem with him. There's really no middle ground. No one bizarre is like 0 for 25 uh, lately. He's 3,200 versus And The power upside's always there. But struggling tremendously. Him and uh, Chris Owens, my goodness. As you go down some more, it's not much. Like Jabari Blash at 3K, Manny Margot at 3K if they're in the lineup. Brett Phillips, 3K for Milwaukee versus Edwin Jackson. Could be an okay punt there. Cole Calhoun, 2,900 versus Clevenger if you're fading Clevenger. As a punt, it's not bad. Robbie Grossman at 29 as a punt, not bad. Mitch Hanniger, 29 versus Pomeranz. A lot of these guys are struggling. That's why they're priced down here because we've seen them be very, very good. So it's just it's how much risk do you want to take or you just pay up a little more and you live a lot, you know, at least safer going into it. But uh, if a punt goes off, we know how that ends. So other than that, we'll look at uh, what comes out in the lineups. There's always a few guys in the low, low twos that are, are worth taking stabs at. So, again, there's your bats. We'll look at the pitching. Sonny Gray up top in the 8-9 to nine range. Morton. Clevenger, Faria, Hamels in the 7K range, Lugo, Pomeranz, Lynn, Chassin. Down below, Miley, Castillo, and Jackson. When we're looking at stacking, uh, the Rangers versus Straley is intriguing. Righties hit them better than lefties. Keep that in mind. The Nationals versus Zach Davies is outstanding. Lefties hit 343 off Zach Davies. That's really tasty. Indians versus Jesse Chavez. Lefties 329, righties 345. Indians are live. Uh, Yankees versus Castillo. Many will, will flock there. I'll go to the Astros between those two against Pavetta. I love them. Lefty's 283, but righty's 429. Astros are just so darn good right now. D-backs versus Fulty. Lefty's 350, righty's 305. Definitely in play. If you want to fade, call Hamels. Look at Stanton Ozuna as at least a 1-2 punch. Brewers versus Edwin Jackson. Lefty's 344, righty's 389. And you can get them relatively cheap compared to most teams. Something to keep in mind there. Uh, the A's for Cesar Valdez, I like a lot. Lefty's 291, righty's 449. All small samples, but definite value with the A's. They let us down against Liriano yesterday, so it's risky. It's always risky with the A's. Dodgers versus Barrios, yeah. Rays versus Miley, if you're not using Miley's. Lefty's 286, righty's 370. Keep that in mind. Um, and then it's interesting. Like Braves versus Taiwan Walker could be contrarian. Reds versus Montgomery, lefty's 270, righty's 314. That right has gone up a little bit, so keep that in mind there. Let's get in real quickly to your BVP that everyone keeps keeps wanting, so we'll keep going there if we have the time. Uh, Melky Cabrera, if you're in the day slate, 13 for 39 with four doubles and a homer versus Lackey. Keep him in mind, but we'll go to the evening. I like Ryan Brown a lot. He likes Edwin Jackson, 11 for 33, five doubles and a home run. Not bad at all there, Mr. Braun. Small sample, but Bautista 5 for 12 versus Sonny Gray with a homer. It's about the only guy that's really done much damage to him there. 
uh, small sample, but Michael Brantley versus Jesse Chavez, three for seven. Two of those three hits are home runs. When we get to the Royals versus Danny Duffy, you got Matuk, small sample, but three for five with two doubles. You got Justin Upton, six for 14, two doubles and two homers. You got Victor Martinez, who's been swinging it well of late, 13 for 37 with a double and three homers, so I don't mind Victor at all. Jose Iglesias, six for 17 with a double and a triple. Got Kinsler eight for thirty-two with two doubles and two homers. Castiano seven for twenty-four with a triple and a homer. Uh, all these guys are basically three hundred or above. Kinsler was two fifty. So the Tigers do like some Danny Duffy. Eric Hosmer five for seventeen for a two ninety-four average, but two homers against Mike Fulmer. Alex Gordon four for fourteen a two eighty-six average. Uh, Longo's taken Miley deep twice in his career out of his five career hits. As we go down some more, since you chew three for eight with a homer versus Straley, Beltre seven for 26 with a double. Not too much history there. Giancarlo Stanton versus Hamill is only hitting 250, but he's 12 for 48 with two doubles, a triple, and three homers. And Marcelo Zuna, eight for 26 for a 308 average with three homers off Hamill's. Mentioned those two guys already, and there you go. Uh, Herrera Parra, if he is in the lineup, he's 13 for 26 lifetime versus Lance Lynn. 10 of those 13 hits have gone for extra bases. Four doubles, three triples, three home runs. Very solid stuff. Blackman, five for 10 with a double and a triple. Desmond, five for 14 with two doubles. Uh, AJ Pollock versus Fulte, five for eight with a double and a homer. Peralta, four for seven with a double and a homer. Chris Herman has a double and a homer. Jake Lamb, four for 12. Uh, not the biggest sample sizes, but they've all been very productive when they faced him. Pedroia is batting 298 versus King Felix, 14 for 47 with a double and a homer. Mitch Moreland's taken him deep twice and only batting 250 at bats. Lucas Duda, small sample versus Chassin, 3 for 6, but of those three hits, a double and two homers. Michael Conforto, 4 for 7 with a homer. Wilmer Flores, 4 for 6, all small samples, so be careful. And then I mentioned the Pirates. Small samples, but Freese, 4 for 10 with a double and a homer. Harrison, 4 for 11 with a homer. Jordy Mercer, 5 for 11. Small, small samples, but they have had some success versus Bumgarner. So there you have it, folks. We have your 14-game main slate on your Tuesday. Lots to like, some good pitching. You could save some money if you want to gamble and get a lot of bats because there are some high-priced teams that are in some phenomenal, phenomenal spots. So keep them in mind. But good luck. Uh, check us, Benched with Bubba, episode 47. It is out. Myself, DFS Golf Gods, Jesse, and Bucks. Big Bucks, no whammy. Joins the podcast. Recap the British Open and preview the DFS for the Canadian Open this week. We are going to be weekly previewing PGA with Jesse and most likely Bucks every week. So get in for that. Um, Jesse will also have his uh, article out for the Canadian Open Tons coming up this week. Check it out. Recording around the bases tonight. Go check out that Friends of Fantasy Benefits pod with Justin Mason and company that I recorded last night. It's really good stuff. Fun stuff. More importantly, good luck on your 14-game slate tonight. Hit me up on Twitter with any questions at BDNTrick. Check us out, thesportsdgens.com, at thesportsdgens. But good luck. This was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Tuesday, July 25th edition. I'm out.